Searching podcasts for David Saves the World. Here's what I found. Hey podcast, before we start the show, I just want to let you know that the audio quality on this episode is not going to be that good. David and I actually recorded this episode on a road trip that we were on about a week ago. The content in this episode, however, is fantastic. It's interesting, actually. David and I, in this episode, talk about real estate, uh, how easy we think it is, and why people that are our age or, you know, 20 to 25 should definitely get into real estate as soon as possible. I mean, when you think about it, there's only so much land in the world, and once the land runs out, the only thing that can happen is the prices go up because now land's so limited. Um, But that's besides the point. I really hope that you guys enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Okay. Um, 
and then he's trying to get to like a million dollars in equity. So then even if like even if the market tomorrow like just crashes, like he's still fine. Or like yes. he can chill for the next ten years and then retire. Exactly. And fine Those that shit is the stuff that I want to start yeah. doing right now. I want to start investing in retail, yeah, not retail, he's but like, he's uh, like real estate right now. Twenty-eight, he can retire tomorrow if yeah. he wanted to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. There's a point where, like, I want to, I want to have so much financial security that it, nothing else matters. It's called fuck you money. Yeah, fuck you money. Like, just yeah, exactly. Well, you, as soon as your living expenses are covered, you can retire. As yeah. soon as you're taking in enough money by not doing anything, well, yeah, yeah, I can that retire. can cover your living expenses, you can retire. I can retire on like. Well, my goal would be like. Dude, if I can make like $8,000 cash flow a month off of rental properties, I can retire off of that. Yeah. Not to, and that's not even talking about I could live about, fine like, though. Exactly. Other savings, stocks. And invest, like yeah, other investments. All yeah. I would need to do is get to $8,000 cash flow. And I'd, I'd be a billionaire yeah. by the end of my life. Yeah. I don't know. Free, free cash flow is like the most important fucking thing in my mind. Yeah. As long as I have enough free cash flow coming in, I can I can input money into so many accounts estate, and make money. That's anywhere. why I want to get into real estate. Is that like we can't make more land? <laughs> like, yeah. I, like that's like the one thing. But like, yeah, right. gold even is like worthless in a, in a sense. But like, people always need a place to live. Yeah, and eventually we're gonna run out of land. The only place to go is upwards, and yeah. no one really figured that out yet. There's there's a limit to how high you can build. Are you familiar with ten thirty one? No. So exactly. this is another thing. This is that Ben Mala guy I was showing you yesterday. That's how he made his millions. He's he's gotten it down to like okay, ten thirty one is basically a tax code in like the United States is the only place that has it too. You know like the lefties and like you know losers will basically say, oh the system's rigged for the one percent and like wealthy people. Yeah, yeah, it is because you know if you're making wealth, then you're helping people underneath you. Exactly. So the whole point of like. A 1031 is basically if you have a house or an investment property, let's say you buy that, you know, buy that warehouse right there, right? Yeah. You buy a property. You buy this warehouse scrapyard for $100,000, right? You keep it for like five years, you fix it up, and then you sell it for $150,000. You have, you can take that $150,000, and before the government takes, you know, 40% of it for, uh, they take 40% of your uh, earnings, uh, earnings yeah, capital, capital gains, capital gains tax, and. Or they'll do that if you have it. You have like 30 days basically to take all your money, that all $150,000, and put it into another deal, right? Yeah. So you can. And, and then you get no taxes. taxes. No taxes so if you go right into another deal. If you're yeah. smart about it, and that's what this Ben Mollett guy, he basically started when he was like 19, 20 years old. He was a property manager. He put all of his money into one property, and then took that, sold it, got a better one, got a better one. But he's making cash flow this whole time. Yep. So he's still becoming a millionaire while he's just building it. And now, now he flips like $200 million hotels. Holy shit. Now no he's in a hotel game? No, no tax. Yeah, what? He's, he's got retirement homes. He's got hotels. Because as long as he takes that money and puts it into a new deal, they can't tax yeah. it. And yeah. now he just has to wait 10 more years until he's at retirement age. And then he cashes it out with no taxes. Holy and shit. Think about that. 40% of $200 million. Yeah. That he's he basically just like, yeah, government, you're not getting this. Yeah. So yeah. as long as that's the way to do it, and he's making millions of dollars a year off of cash flow either way. Yeah, that is the way to do it. Yeah. You can break. It's, it's so. It's so. I don't know. There's and so like, many people to figure out. Like, there's so many people who've already done it. Yeah. That you can just use their model and do it the same way. Well, that person did See, if good. I had ten thousand dollars right now, I would buy somewhere in Bloomington or like Peoria, like somewhere around here in a college town. Yeah, just like, you're always gonna have rent. You just you're use the equity on that to buy your second one. Exactly. 
it's and then you can just use that grant now and buy your third one. It's like you just build it up. Once you're in a good standing with a bank, like they'll do whatever they they, they want to make money. Yeah, like, they, they, they want to lend you their as, money as long as yeah. Yeah, they don't have to do anything except believe in the, your ability to, to to work the properties and stuff. Yeah. As long as they're getting paid back. But like, what I would do is like not quite like flip something, but it's called like the like a wedge deal, where basically you find a place that's like slightly shitty, like like just needs basic works, like carpet, drywall, like like basic shit, like just to re, like make it a little bit nicer. So you take something like if you buy a house for like like sixty thousand, like let's say my apartment, right? Let's say it's worth sixty thousand dollars, but the one that I'm buying. And, you know, it's got holes in the wall. You know, David Prishak was living in it before. And yeah. Hole in the, in the There's a hole in the wall. The cabinets are a little broken. You know, whatever. Everything's a little broken. Yeah. Like, it needs some new carpet and shit. So, it's, they sell it for $45,000, right? But if you buy that, right, it's automatically worth, like, you know, $15,000 more. So, you're automatically increasing your net worth by $15,000. Yeah. And all you have to do is put in a bit of work or hire yeah, a just clean it up. Right? Yeah. Hire, yeah. I would hire somebody to clean it. So, that way... Shit. That way, and that, if you do that, the the beauty of that is, like, what I was saying, right now we're at the top of the bubble, right? So we're heading towards a recession. And, like, you know, in 2008, when housing dropped as much as 40% in some areas. Yep. Like, even if you if you buy a place that's, you know, $15,000 cheaper and you just fix it up, and even if it's not as good as something that, that would be equally, you know, nice if you bought it for the full price, if the recession comes around and your house takes a hit, well, if it's like you know worth sixty thousand dollars today, and then you know tomorrow recession hits and it's worth fifty thousand dollars, it drops by ten thousand dollars overnight. Yeah, you, you still made five thousand dollars in cash flow because you, because you bought a shittier thing and made it nicer instead yeah. of like just buying the sixty thousand dollar one that's nice already and then hoping that the market doesn't. You know, you gotta. It's, it's like a bear, uh, buffer. Yep. You can, so yeah, like, it's a lot cheaper when you do the work yourself. Yeah, you take the risk. Obviously, you get like housing inspections and shit like that. Make sure the foundation isn't you know fucked up. Like if you, if you're willing to take the risk like that, then you're saving yourself when you know the market takes a hit. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll happen. But like the beautiful thing is like right now, we're in, housing is super expensive, right? If if you look at like prices through history, in five years when like we're all getting out of college and have a bit of money saved up and shit, it'll be the perfect time to start doing this. I want to do it in college. I want to. I want to well, do this no, no, no. while I'm going to college. Like, it, dude, yeah, but in like three, three to five years, we're in the middle of the recession. Fuck. When we're in the middle of the recession. So you don't want to buy real estate now. You're not no, going to buy real buy estate it now. Three years. But what if the bubble keeps going for three years? What if the bubble survives the entire Trump presidency, both terms? Then I buy. Why would Why would you ever buy at the top of the bubble? Why would you not buy right and now? Sell it in four years. Because in four years we're going to be at the. Bottom. No, you sell it at the literal peak. You wait until two thousand eight comes around and everybody else is freaking out, and then you take your the ten thousand dollars. No, away. Dave, you wait until December thirty first, two thousand seven, when everyone thinks it's fucking fine, and By they the want to buy, buy, buy. Can you imagine the look on people's face? You sell it the day before. I want for to talk four times as much as it's worth. Whatever. I want to interview somebody. Want the bought a house the day before Black Monday. <laughs> or what? Yeah. yeah. What happened? What was that feeling like? Yeah. How did you feel the next morning waking yeah. up and seeing the Dow Jones drop 20%? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Dude, people killed themselves that day. I can't believe that. 
Like there was, there was there are people that, that lost everything. Yeah. Dude, day traders put like, so much money in the market per day. They don't know. Like they live their entire life based on bets, dude. There's this story of a day trader who every day in Chicago would go to the same cigar place every day at lunch. And the first day he went there, he picked out all these cigars, and the guy at the bar goes, all right, that'll be $100, $117 and some cents. He goes, $117? What kind of fucking number is that? It's either 100 or 200 So let's go flip a coin. I'm either paying 100 or 200 oh and the And the owner goes, I he paid 200 every single time. For the rest, that, for the rest of the days that he ever went there, because he lost every single bet. That's so funny. But because he, he didn't want to pay 117, he'd rather pay 100 or 200. They live their entire life like on the on the edge. Dude. They're just gamblers in suits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally day trading numbers swing up and down 10, you know what's 20 so funny, percent. Though? If you really get into minute. it, the stock market is like literally exactly what uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey and. Wall Street, like it, it is exactly it's it is that exact depiction. Yes, bullshit. Wolf it's, Wall Street it's, it's is a facsimile of of the real legitimate it's day trader. It's just it's just a trader. made up system to make rich people rich richer. It's yeah, beautiful. I yeah, it. it's like maybe not that specific hedge fund because that's penny stocks, but like commodities, dude. If you're trading like wheat and flour and sugar and shit, are you trading gold? Are you trading currencies? Like that's the actual like room. That it looks like. But the funny if thing, if you think about it, like a, when you buy a stock, it's like, oh, you have partner like property rights of the company. It's yeah. like, do you really though? Unless you're like Warren fucking Buffett that owns like, Dude, a slice. Here's of the, the other company. thing. Who's like, to say they like even us. own it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tomorrow, you don't own if shit. The, if the shit hit the fan tomorrow and we came like asking for our money back and our, our shares out of these companies and stuff, even if you owned tens of thousands they of dollars. They wouldn't give it to us. They'd just be like, who the yeah. fuck are you? Yeah, they would, they would, they have all the power that they want. That's funny though, I like yeah. it. But that's what happens when they make it so easy to invest in companies. There's no real like, um, and now we have like Robin. Uh, the audio actually cut out here in this part, so I'll just give you the gist of what went on. So David and I were talking about uh, how easy it is for companies to sell stock now and how there might not be any real responsibility um, when we actually go to, to receive that money in, in 20 years when the whole economy collapses and the world is over. Um, who, who really says that you actually own that share? Uh, so far, n no one. Um, there's no there's no real law behind it, just the internet. It's so easy for anyone to buy a share of stock that... I think companies would totally lose track if the entire economy collapsed and, and money didn't mean anything anymore. Uh, but for so many people, they would want to get their shares stuck. It's like the great bank crisis when people were trying to get all of their money out of the banks because they heard that the banks were unsafe. But then as soon as one person goes there and asks for all of their money out, the bank's cash flow is empty. The bank has no more cash flow, which means it doesn't have enough cash to bank everyone out. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen to companies. When people want to sell their stock at the very end, when, when shit hits the fan, I think that the companies will just go under and, and say that they don't have the money anymore. Um, and then everyone will be SOL. Uh, we actually continue uh, talking here. David and I actually start discussing uh, hedging risks. Uh, he He's talking um, about the bubble collapsing soon. He's talking about the economic bubble that we're in right now collapsing uh, extremely soon. And he says that he should short now. Um, but I frankly, frankly, uh, fragrant, fragrant, fragrantly, is that the word fragrantly? Hey Siri, what's the definition of fragrantly? Fragrant means having a pleasant or sweet smell. No, I didn't mean 
fragrance. I meant fragrantly. Is that even the word? Is the word even fragrantly? Or is the word... Oh my gosh. What is the definition of fragrantly? Fragrant means having a pleasant or sweet smell. That's that's not what I wanted. So flagrant abuses of power. Flagrant. How do you say flagrant? Sure. Translate into which language? Japanese. What is the definition of flagrant? Flagrant means of something considered wrong or immoral, conspicuously or obviously offensive. Ah, uh, yes. Such such flagrant denial of the shortcoming. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I mean ardently. I'm, I'm ardently passionate that the top is not here. Um, wow, ardently. I'm passionately passionate. No. I am certain... Um, that the top of the bubble is not here. That's 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 my main argument. The main argument that I'm carrying is the top of the bubble isn't now. Uh, the top of the bubble might be two years from now. The, this is not the top. David Dave says that he wants to short now um, because he looks in, in 10 year spans. But I, I look at it completely different. I say, why not make as much money until it blows? Um, I know that's probably the wrong way to look at it. You should hedge your bets, 100% hedge your bets. Um, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. And it's definitely not going to happen next month. I think that the Trump presidency is too strong for the media. Um, I think the economy likes him too much. I think that they uh, think he's too valuable for the economic structure of America. I think it, it will be entirely dependent upon the 2020 election. Uh, but anyway, here's what Dave and I have to say. I would be shorting everything. I no, no, not I, right now. I, you don't want to short anything right now. Well, you know me. I don't, I don't trade based on like the day or months. I trade it based on years and decades. I know, but I would rather start shorting at the top of the bubble, dude. We're not at the top. Yes, we are. No, we're not. You're insane. You're insane. You don't think halfway through the Trump presidency is the bubble? They just impeached him. You don't think David, that, that, the bubble? That is literally only making the market stronger. Are you fucking kidding me? I know, but even... Okay, he, just, he, wins, he just secured the trade war wins, with China. If he wins... He just won the trade okay, war with China. If wins yeah dow jones goes up even more but this is not the top i wouldn't start shorting two years early who the fuck shorts two years early Smart losers Smart losers if you, you want to lose so much money and short now you want to lose so much money and keep buying into the bubble how long until the day the market drops bro if i'm long for the next two years the first day that it loses is not going to wipe long. out two years of losses That's or two long. years of wins okay. all i'm saying is that Dude, and consumer staples, bro. Southern Electric, Procter & Gamble, Pfizer, fucking um, uh, PM, Philip Morris. Buy those now because they will, they're not going to go down in a recession and they're only going to go up from here. 100%. Philip Morris, Philip Morris for sure. You know, how much, you know how much more popular smoking has gotten in other, in other countries? Yeah. Fuck the U.S., bro. Philip Morris doesn't sell in the U.S. anymore. Or wait, yeah, they merged, yeah, didn't they? They merged with, um, but they merged with Jewel, because Jewel is owned by some other company. I that, think, yeah, that I, company sells Marlboros Jewel, here, Jewel and Philip Morris sells Marlboro kind of International. Jewel's kind of burnt out, no pun intended, in uh, the United States, but they still got wait yeah. until Jewel hits like India and China. Yeah, wait until they, yeah, wait until Jewel goes international. That that is gonna wait till that chubby, increase uh, that the chubby fuck Indian out of the price. Kid. 
Yeah. So you see that video? So you need As soon as India gets electricity, Jules would be crazy, dude. Like eight-year-old kids? Yeah, yeah, eight-year-old that's like chain smoking cigarettes and they're Yeah, wait till I get him a jewel. Gonna have three. I like all. Yeah, dude. Philip Morris, Southern Electric, Pfizer. They're they're on the way up, dude. Southern Electric has has been a constant forty-five degree angle incline on the chart since this the beginning of this year it's literally been like it's the most beautiful chart most beautiful year-to-date chart i've ever seen amd no so southern electric oh amd dude yeah. holy crap i, I told dude november 2018 i told tom to buy it was ten dollars and tom goes i don't have any money he could have five times five x the amount that he of money he put in yes sir and you bought it at four didn't you yeah. You bought it, yeah, early. Nah, I was gonna buy so you're it. talking 12, 13x your initial investment. Yes, I've made a little over like 15,000, not yeah. 15,000, 1500 off. Yeah. That's off crazy. Of like, initially, I bought like 80 shares, I think. Yeah. 80 at 50 bucks, dude. That's, yeah. I made like 600 off Twitter. Damn. Nice. How's Twitter been doing lately? It's, it's kind of stayed. Yeah. Like it's plateaued a bit. Short GameStop long. <laughs> There's no way that But you said, but you said the new ones were cool. Yeah, yeah. no way that place no, they're, uh, they're converting to selling. No, well, yeah, but they're selling uh, esports gear. Esports yeah, gear? What does that even mean? Like oh, shares, headsets, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's Fuck that. Amazon, Amazon sells that shit yeah. too. Amazon. And I don't have to leave my house to order it. If I'm a gamer, I don't want to leave my house. That Ben dude, that Ben Mal guy, his biggest thing right now is buying commercial real estate, and because everybody's scared of it right now, so prices are really cheap. Commercial and real estate, like warehouses, like and stuff? The, like uh, like shopping malls. Or oh, like okay. That, strip malls, because everybody's what? scared of them because Amazon's taking all the you know all the things. But he's got a good point. He's like, there's a bunch of businesses that Amazon's going to like completely replace and destroy, yeah. right? But there's businesses that Amazon cannot replace, and those businesses are becoming like more and more desperate and shit, attracting more and more business. Like what? What businesses like, can Amazon not replace? Planet Fitness. Services, obviously. Yeah. Services. Massage, yeah. massage, envy, like places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like car or, or auto zones. Like, yeah. If you want repair something places. in person, like tech you want repair. it there, yeah. that, that, there and then, yeah, tech repair. Like so, you, so you buy places like that. So he's he and and there's there's this thing called like the cap rate or whatever, where commercial businesses have to pay more and more money the longer and longer they're at your place. Okay. Because yeah. that means that they're doing better, and the more and more money they make, the more and more money you make. Yep. So it's like it's like renting out a place plus you're making money off of the business. The businesses that are in there now, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. There, yeah. I think that like small shops are definitely gonna be coming back. Once so. Amazon wipes out like retailers, yeah. I think small locally owned places are definitely gonna be making a comeback. Yeah, I hope so. It's like me. the way I see it is like Amazon's gonna take away. I feel like Amazon's gonna take away businesses. Like you already see it. Like fucking what business? JC Penny went out of fucking business. JC Penny, Sears, Toys R Us. Yeah. Uh, like all those places. Parsons. Uh, but you can't replace like your little like soap shops. You can't replace like you know like like you can't replace like smoke shops. Yeah, you can't, you can't replace, replace smoke shops. You can't replace like car 
restaurants, restaurants, car sales. Dude, car salesmen, car sales places, that's actually an argument. Because you can buy car cars online. Seven day trials. Seven day test drives. Free returns. Well, no, 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 it makes sense, Nick. Because the most expensive thing for a car dealership, you've seen how big their lots are on those main streets, is the rents, is the leasing and the rents for the lots. Yeah. To have to have a lot that big on a main street, like you've seen Ogden, you know how many how many restaurants can you put in one of those lots, Nick? So they're they're paying so much leasing just that little bit of land that by by building up, they just send out the cars. It makes sense to build up because they're saving so much more money in the long run on leasing. That's why, you know, apartment buildings have been building up in the last decade because it's, it's just expensive to build out and it's cheaper to build up. So it makes perfect sense, actually. That's why I like it. No, that's what I was saying. Three-dimensional buildings, Those. Yeah. that's the only way to go once we run out of land. Drive past Carvana. There's one uh, on your way downtown to Chicago. Now. Yeah. Uh, Literally, yeah, the, lot, the lot size is like they can fit it right here, like in this little beat. Yeah, that's that's how small the exactly. area is. But they is have just cars in there. Yeah, it's, it's just a parking. And place. then you can take it that day, yeah. seven day test drives, return it for free if you don't want it. But that's not even what attracts me. It's like you just got to keep in mind that like population bubble is will never. That's not, Here's the that's thing not, though. Here's the thing problem. though with car salesmen, with 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 places that have that online car ordering, you, there's no negotiation. And that's, that's like the best like, part of car sales is that you can negotiate the, the price to lower than what you think it's That's the best part for people like us, but not like not like you know Carol Ann who just wants the car. Exactly. Car. If you have the money for it, yes. But I like the negotiation. I want to pay the littlest amount yeah, possible that I can or that I have to. I hate to break it to you, but again, my audio cut out. So we went from talking about cars to talking about the most expensive mall in the world. Uh, all I can say is that it is tuned for listening ears. So please, here we go. I dropped like a hundred million dollars, like, like some ridiculous fucking amount. Hundred million dollars for the world's biggest mall? Some mall? Is it only two hundred million? I think more than hundred billion. Okay. Like, okay. It was like a fucking insane amount of money. But it has like everything in it, from like a uh, it has it has like a ski slope in it. It has a uh, it has like an amusement park and all this shit. And the, the the owner, like this guy, he's like a young kid, uh, and like the the the, the mall. <laughs> Originally, like, bankrupt in 2008. It's been being built for, like, 20 years. And everybody was calling this guy crazy. They're like, why would you build this expensive retail space, in a, you know, while retail's dying? And his thing was like, yeah, we understand that, but, like, we're making, we're redesigning a mall to be, instead of, like, you go to sh- go shopping, you go for, like, the experience, you know? The experience of shopping. Yeah. Well, that's no, no, what no, shopping no, no, is not even shopping, not even shopping, not even no? shopping. Like he's filling it with places like you go for an experience, like like uh, oh, you go to the, the massage party, you go to the theaters, and then you go to <laughs> exactly. the massage, you go to and the then the you get whatever restaurants, yeah, and then you hit some shops while you're there. But the main that's something like most malls are like, like the rule of thumb is like most malls are like eighty percent clothing retailish, and then twenty percent like attraction entertainment. Yeah, this is flipped. It's like eighty percent attraction, ent- attraction entertainment. Okay, twenty percent shopping. Now you have to pull people, and it makes sense because why would anybody leave their house to get something unless there's like, oh, might as well go to the mall and hit, you know, hit the, uh, we can go skiing and fucking. Here's the thing, though. What could like, what possibly could you go there for entertainment? Like, what entertainment could be put in that you don't have to take all day to do? Like, 
I don't go to get massages. I've never once in my entire life gotten massage. Well, there's other, like, ice cream shops and shit like that. So it would be restaurants. Yeah, like little restaurants. It would have to be food. A movie theater. Axe throwing. Yeah. Axe throwing. Oh, shit. Like Axe throwing, yeah. Laser tag. Yeah, you're right. There are a bunch of little attractions you can put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Axe throwing's actually hit pretty big in Chicago. If you didn't yeah, know. we did it. You did it? It was fun. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of little of those pop-up shops are all over the place. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that's just legal. Drinking and axe throwing, yeah, like that's a good mix. Dude, it's yeah. so dangerous. Let's, let's take some shots and drink some beers and then go throw axes at each other. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I don't understand how that's legal. Imagine if that was a gun range. I bet you in 10 years they're going to treat them like one. Oh my god, an axe throwing right now. And it was really good. They're like bullseyes in a row. What's your technique? Oh, you gotta go over the head. Oh, that's such a pussy way to do it. Bro. Well, that's like really the only way to do it. I mean, the, the, the ones you gotta they go one handed behind the back. The ones they had were a bit too heavy to throw one hand, like effectively, you know. Oh, yeah. Because the pros use like the little ones, you know. It's probably safer then if you go over the head. Yeah. Alright, I was more accurate. That's all that really matters, right? Yeah, that's all that matters. As we end the show today, I just wanted to give a shout out to, um, you know, it's it's so funny. The people that leave reviews and, and written comments on the show mean the world to me. You guys have taken an extra 7 to 83 seconds out of your day to let the world know why people should listen to this podcast. Give some t- context uh, to the name. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys mean so much to me. Thank you so much. Please don't forget to like, comment, share the podcast with your friends. It means the world to me. I love getting that real-time feedback, commenting, uh, messaging me on Instagram, letting me know what I can change, what I need to improve on. I really appreciate that, guys. So please, my DMs are open. Uh, you can find me on any social media platform at D-A-V-E-B-R-U-I-N-I-N-G. Again, that's D-A-V-E-B-R-U-I-N-I-N-G. So please have a great day, and I'll see you all in the next podcast.